Lord, open my lips that my mouth may proclaim your praise. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. There's a website called the 20 Wealthiest Men of All Time. And um, it spans several centuries, some you'll be familiar with, maybe some not so familiar with. In 19th place is Warren Buffett, with a worth of $63.9 billion from investments. Walton is at 18, with a fortune of $64.5 billion from retail. The 10th Earl of Arundel in England in the 14th century is at number nine with a fortune equivalent in today's money of $108 billion. John Jacob Astor is at number eight with $121 billion from the fur trade. Bill Gates is at number six with $136 billion from computers. Cornelius Vanderbilt at number four with $148 billion from railroads. And at number three is William the Conqueror, who conquered Britain in 1066. Although he'd already amassed a fortune of $209 billion before he invaded and conquered my little island. <laughs> In second place, Andrew Deal, whose wealth of $309 billion was amassed through steel. And in the number one position is John D. Rockefeller, whose fortune was $336 billion, the source of his wealth coming from oil. He founded Standard Oil in 1870 at the age of 31. And when he died in 1937 at the ripe age of 97, someone asked his attorney, how much did he leave? And the attorney famously responded, all of it. See, every single person on that list who is no longer living left all of it. In fact, we all leave all of it. We don't take any of our possessions with us. It's why King Solomon, the author of Ecclesiastes, who had amassed vast wealth, who was one of the great kings of Israel, who had unparalleled wisdom, looking back would write that it is all vanity. Vanity of vanities. And it's the reason why Jesus tells this parable to the man in the crowd who is nameless but who is coming to him to settle a land dispute, an inheritance dispute between he and his brother. And Jesus responds, take care. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. 
for one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. And so to illustrate what he had just said, he gives us this story of the rich landowner. In fact, his fields were so plentiful, his harvest so great, so abundant, that he had more than enough than he could possibly consume by himself and his family in one year or two years or three years. And so he says to himself, What must I do? So he thinks, I'll do this. I'll pull down the barns that I do have and I'll build larger barns. And that's where I'll store all my grain and my goods. And I'll say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many, many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. And God said, you fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you. And the things you've prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich toward God. See, the issue for Jesus is not the wealth in and of itself but the fact that the man wanted to hoard his wealth, was greedy with his wealth, with his possessions. Instead of sharing them, he built bigger barns for himself. And underlying all of that is this sense that he's doing it for his own security. And that's something that Jesus speaks to a little bit later, and we'll look at that. You'll remember maybe that this is also carried out in the Acts of the Apostles. We see there the story of Ananias and Sapphira. Interestingly, it's not one that makes it onto our lectionary circuit that often. Um, Because Ananias and Sapphira, in the early days of the church, the disciples kind of pooled a lot of their resources. And that was then, this is now. It's not that we have to be in kind of some kind of a commune or something or other, but that worked for them then. And so they pooled all of their resources. We know that Barnabas was a very wealthy person. He brought goods into the common pot. Well, Ananias and Sapphira also said that they were going to do the same thing, but they held some back. And they didn't tell any of the disciples, so when they brought their wealth, they each of them died separately because it was not what they gave, but what they kept that the Lord saw. That's the refrain on a song, a hymn, a modern-day hymn uh, by Keith and Kristen Getty, some wonderful songwriters today. Not what you give, but what you keep is what the king is counting. Not what you give, but what you keep is what the king is counting. You see, the man in the parable built 
bigger barns to hoard his crops to make himself feel secure. He says to himself, I'm now secure, relax, soul, eat, drink, and be merry. But the truth is, security is never found in possessions. Security is never found in wealth. It's never found by amassing so many books that we have greater and greater knowledge. None of that brings us anywhere closer to security. They're not in and of themselves bad. Books are good. Knowledge is good. Wealth is not evil. It's how we use all of those things. In the epistle, one of the things that Paul talks about is Greeks being idolatry. Hoarding takes over from the God Almighty, Sovereign Lord, and makes money or possessions our God, thinking indeed that we find security there, that we can control what happens in our lives if we can control money and possessions. Hoarding means that we don't trust God. It means that we don't trust that God is sovereign and that he loves each and every one of his children. It displays to him a lack of trust in his goodness and in his provision. Jesus goes on to say, Do not be anxious. Which of you, by being anxious, can add a day to your lifetime. See, we live, don't we, in a particularly anxious time or one that could feasibly be an angst-ridden time, especially since it seems that the word, um, the word terror or one of its cognates flashes across our TV screen regularly each day or scrolls up in our social media feeds, or is found in print media, in newspapers, and that word elicits a certain anxiety or can do within us. And so what do we do? We can tend to try and build bigger barns. What's a barn that you're trying to build to find security in? There's never a big enough barn. We try to do it personally and we try to do it nationally. We can't build big enough barns because there's only one security in this life and in the life to come. And we can't purchase it. The psalmist says, we can never ransom ourselves. Or deliver to God the price of our life. For the ransom of our life is so great that we should never have enough to pay it. In order to live forever and ever and never see the grave. 
For we see that the wise die also, like the dull and the stupid, they perish and leave their wealth to those who come after them. Their graves shall be their homes forever, their dwelling places from generation to generation. Though they call the lands by their own names, even though honored, they cannot live forever. They're like the wild beasts that perish. There's only one place of security. Only one place where we can live secure in this life and the life to come. And we don't earn it. We can't barter for it. We cannot give anything in exchange for it. We can only receive it, for Christ himself has paid the ransom. And he alone could. Our security is found in the fact that through baptism, our lives are hidden with Christ in God. Our lives, your life, my life, is hidden with Christ in God. I've been reading David's uh, latest book this week. It's called Creative in the Image of God. I encourage you to get it and read it. It's been a blessing to me. And in particular, as I was preparing this sermon, there was a perfect illustration in here. He writes, we begin to discover who we really are in Christ. We are a new creation It is worth repeating that whereas before the fall, Adam and Eve walked and talked with God, we, in Christ, walk and talk in God. Heaven is as close as the new heart that beats within us. He goes on, my wife Rita was talking to our grandson Elisha one day when he asked a question. Where is God? Rita wisely replied, he's in heaven and he is in our hearts. Quick as a flash, Elisha said, then my heart is in heaven. Our hearts are held within the life of God himself. All of who we are is within God. Our life is hidden with Christ in God. And so do we rest in that? Do we relax into the knowledge that our security is found there and nowhere else and only there? What bonds have you been building? Where have you placed your false sense of security? Listen to what the Lord continues to say in Luke after today's reading. Think about the ravens. They don't sow seed. They don't gather harvests. They don't have storehouses or barns. And God feeds them. How much more will he feed you? Think of the difference between yourselves and the birds. Think about the lilies and the way they grow. They don't work hard. They don't weave cloth. But let me tell you, 
Not even Solomon in all his glory was dressed up like one of them. So if that's how God clothes the grass in the field, here today, into the fire tomorrow, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? So don't go hunting about for what to eat or what to drink and don't be anxious. The nations of the world go searching for all that stuff and your father knows you need it. Your Abba, your father, your father in heaven, he knows what you need. He loves you beyond anything you can possibly imagine. He wants to care for you. He doesn't want you to hoard things that will not bring your security. He wants you to trust, absolutely trust, that he can do it because he loves you. Hoarding earthly things will never get us what we need. All those things get left behind when we die. For like Rockefeller and all the others, we leave everything when we die. There is, however, one kind of wealth, a treasure, that begins to be accumulated in this life and continues into the life to come. And we'll look at that next week. But for now, remember, your life, is hidden with Christ in God. Your security is there and nowhere else. In the words of that wonderful song, I cannot keep from singing, no storm can shake my inmost calm while to that rock I'm clinging. Since love is Lord of heaven and earth, how can I keep from singing? Amen.